Welcome to the Tips and Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. We are back with one final episode of Tips and Salsa for this year. And this is an especially exciting edition because it's one of our, well, it's our first time back in person for a podcast episode in more than a year. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. Can't believe it. Happy to be back. Yeah. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm here with our amazing tech coaches, Nicole. Hello, everyone. Caleb. Hello. And Jen. Hello. So in today's episode, we want to look back a bit on the era of distance learning as well as look forward to what's now on the horizon for teaching, learning, and instructional technology. Hang on one second there, Jamie. Before we go any further, it wouldn't be a podcast without talking about our chips and salsa. Mm -hmm. So now that we're all back together again, we're enjoying some cafe-style, on-the-border, Mexican grilling cantina chips. Yum, delish. And two kinds of salsa. It's actually one kind, La Mexicana, but Jen Vadney was so kind to make sure to bring mild mostly for me, and then the hot and spicy one for everybody else. So what do you guys think? So far, so good? Delicious. Uh, Yeah, very tasty. The hot one is not not so hot. It's not hot. Not hot at all. But it has three flames on the container. I can see that. That is false advertising. That is three flames. This is maybe half a flame. That's all I give it. Half a flame. Wow. All right. So as mentioned, we are back together again and it does feel good. It's nice to have everybody together sitting at one table, um, able to talk through all of this. And we wanted to think a little bit about um, what we've all been through because the pandemic was a thing in in case you haven't heard. (laughs) It definitely was a thing. (laughs) And um, it did put a big change on everything that we did. I mean, everything, not just school and education, but um, even our own lifestyles and what we were doing. So we thought we would do a little segment called A Rose and Thorn, and we'll go ahead and go around the table here and give everybody an opportunity to talk about something positive and something negative that um, you came out of the pandemic with, whether it was an experience you had or something that you're going to move forward with, anything like that. So, Jamie, why don't you get us started? Well, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind in a rose and thorn is the word change. And I see that as actually a rose and thorn. Because when you think about it, like we all get into our comfort zones. And um, this definitely forced all of us out of our comfort zones. Right. And um, I mean, everything about what we did was different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, part of what we do is get out into classes, um, meet with teachers and that was all stopped. Yeah. So everything we had to do was either remotely and just like the day-to-day flow of work for us is different. So, and and then add that to the teachers, total change, complete right. change. Change is hard. Yeah. So that was, that was a big deal. For um, sure. And then not only, not only just change in um, how we started the year, it just kept changing as the year went. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. Every minute it felt like. Yeah, and then like right after a spring break, then all of a sudden now kids are back. And then right. and then we're going to change again to start the next year. So that's tough. But at the same token, that's, that's what I'm going to say is my rose. Good. Because mm. I think sometimes um, change is good. I actually like it, personally. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought there was a lot of creativity to what we got to do. 
and there was there was no right or wrong out there. Right. So it's like like we changed and did stuff and nobody could say, well, that's not the right way to do it. Right, right. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have realized that a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, we didn't pandemic right or pandemic wrong. Correct. We just You pandemic. Right. Just pandemic. <laughs> we just did. We just did it. So um also I think um change and people being forced into it in some some ways brought up brought out a lot of confidence in, in people. So I think I think what it did was it 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 made people realize that they could do things that mm-hmm. they didn't realize they could do, and and not only us as adults but kids. Like, I think we, I think there was a lot of things that we thought kids, oh, they couldn't do that. A, a six-year-old couldn't do that, or a, you know, a nine-year-old couldn't do that. But right. man, those kids adapted well to change. Yeah. So huge positive for me. So rose and thorn for me definitely change. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think it's definitely a, a stressful year mm-hmm. for for all educators, but also for students and parents. But through that stress, it kind of forced us out of our comfort zone. You know, all of us that have been teaching for a long time, you kind of get into several routines and habits. This is the way that I teach this every year. And all of a sudden, we upended that. And you can't teach it that way this year. You're going to have to do something different. And so like you said, Jamie, it forces that change. And there are silver linings left and right to that. Yep, for sure. I think one of the funny things I noticed at the beginning is when we went online um, or remote, the first the first thing that a lot of us try to do was how do we do remotely what we always did mm-hmm. the yeah. old way? Yep. And so that was part of the first ad- ad- adjustment period is like we were trying to do recreate our old ways yeah. remotely. And, and it, it took all of us a little while to realize, oh, man. There's no way. Yeah. We have got to completely redo the way we do things. Yeah. And also also accept it. Like, we felt like, well, we're doing it totally different, so it must be wrong. Or it must not it must not be as good or yeah. as effective. But I think, um, you know, as we'll talk about a little bit later, some of the things that we learned and found out are actually better. Right, for um, sure. By, by allowing ourselves to do that. Yeah. And even not necessarily the things that we do, but like you were saying, the things that we found out about ourselves and what people are capable of, um, I think that was a huge eye-opener, right? I mean, we we knew that anybody could do technology, but convincing people sometimes is hard. And then for them just to be forced to do it, it was really nice. And the same thing with the students, like you were saying. Um, you know, they they have no fear. They're they're the ones that are jumping right into things. And so to see it all happening was really exciting. But I think, and we've said this in other podcasts, it's definitely an opportunity to, it, and necessary to have a huge shout out to the anybody in education, teachers, paras, everybody that had to adapt so quickly. I mean, if you think about it, most fields of work just sent their people home. You know what I mean? But we were sent home and told to continue working. And we were able to do that and figure that out. So I think that's that's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. So it's it's exciting. I, I um kind of excited to be able to say that I lived through it all. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Jen, what do you think? What are your rose and thorn? Well, when the question was first posed to me, I I thought isolating. That was my thorn. It was I am an introvert. I love being alone, um, but I did not love being alone during a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> and from every perspective, it, it people felt isolated. Whether you're a teacher, a student, para, TOA, admin, 
everyone was alone um, in their academic, in their work environment. And that was really hard. And I do know that when talking with teachers in the district and checking social media, I heard comments such as, I saw a lot of ceiling fans this year. And I think as the older the student got, the more apt they were to, you know, change their screen so their face wasn't on the screen or they used an avatar. Um, and, and that experience for, for teachers is hard to teach to an, an unknown audience. Um, and for the student, they might feel disconnected, which can lead to decreased motivation to do work. Mm-hmm. And so in this pandemic era, people were feeling isolated, unmotivated, less engaged. And, and so that was the initial feeling I had when this question was posed. Um, the flip to that, we learned a lot about ourselves. Students learned about themselves. Some students really took to distance learning and received better grades than that they had ever because of um, fewer distractions at home. Yeah. And there was the opposite to that. There were more distractions at home, so it didn't work for students. But that got us thinking about variability in student learning needs and hopefully bringing that that mindset back to the classroom when we come back in um, in August. You know, students need different environments. Some students may want more of a distance learning environment. Some students may not want that. And there's always the student that can thrive in both. Yep. And how are we going to engage our students now that they've gone through this and be successful in life after a pandemic, after this this year? So um, I think my, my Rosenthorn, just to kind of quickly sum it up, isolating, but the reflection that people went through about themselves um, was was a rose because a lot of good comes out of reflection. I remember, I think it was December, December we were all hitting a huge wall. Like yeah. even just as a department, we were hitting a big wall with that isolation. We weren't, we weren't gelling with communication and, you know, we, right. it, it was just tough. And, and um, I think that's when we came up with the um, – the hashtag Red Tech Connect, mm-hmm. and then we started trying to like find teachers out there and podcast some teachers who were who were um, breaking through some of those barriers. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's a shout out to to teachers Absolutely. who who were really doing an amazing job of realizing that and and bringing in the socio emotional learning and and those opportunities to to connect kids for sure. Right? Um, How do you connect with a student? who you haven't seen in person before Mm -hmm. and you've only seen the top of their head or her head and you just can't walk up to them as they're walking in the classroom and say, Hey, how are you doing today? You know, you have this open forum on Google meet or zoom and that's not a situation where a student's going to say, you know, I'm not feeling too well right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, I guess I'll take a quick second to plug esports. Um, one of our little ways that we can help connect kids um, online in a positive way is through esports. And um, Dwayne has actually done a really good job working with the middle school um, uh, with middle schools. And we have four of our three of our four middle schools who are actually competing in esports and actually competed at the county level in esports. Wow. So, 
That's, um, you know, that's a way, you know, a positive way to connect online. Um, we're, all, we're also doing it at um, Arroyo Verde Elementary. Nice. For eSports. So, um, well, and that's one of those things that kind of came out of the pandemic that, sure. you know, will carry on now into the future. Absolutely. Was a great thing. Wasn't so. even on the radar right, until right. pandemic. Worked out well. Yeah. Yep. Another way to connect kids with other kids in yeah. their community. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So as I was thinking about this, my turn. Um, as I was thinking <laughs> about this, I, the thorn that I wanted to mention is the increased use of technology because we got a lot of feedback from a lot of teachers a lot of students, a lot of parents certainly as well, that talked about how difficult this year was because they were thrust into so many additional uses of technology. Um, and so I think what we discovered is through the pandemic, education could continue to happen. We just weren't gonna teach physically in the classrooms. We were gonna have to move this whole thing online. That requires a robust digital infrastructure. It requires devices in everybody's hands and reliable internet connections and apps that have 0% downtime and all these other things. So we became reliant upon the technology as because that was really our only mode to be able to continue teaching and connecting and, yeah. and keeping the learning going. And the other thing that we discovered is there really was no plan B. If if Zoom is having an issue or if Meet goes <laughs> down for a little while, there's no alternative. I mean, between those two things, those were our ways to have a virtual classroom this year. Um, if Google Classroom is down for a couple hours, there are no assignments being turned in during right. that window. Um, and so as much as we, we continue to talk about in technology, you know, you always have to have a plan B in case the tech doesn't work. Well, when you take everything online, it, it's difficult to have that plan B. And that the other did, thing that did happen. Oh there yeah, a couple of oh. days, one or two times that we were like, times. "Oh my gosh, <laughs> snow day!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Digital snow day. Um, and the other thing that you know, in terms of the increased use of technology, that was really tough for us this year is I think we all discovered helping students with tech remotely is insanely tough when the student doesn't know what to click or they're lost in a menu or something is happening on their screen that isn't happening on your screen and they're at home, there's no easy way for you to fix that. When all the students are together in the classroom and you can just walk over and go right there, click right there, it's so much easier. And so trying to support that over online has been an incredibly stressful experience for all of us, uh, all the way around, teachers, students, parents, everybody through mm -hmm. this year. At the same time, the more I thought about this, I think the increased use of technology is also my rose. I think that is the amazing thing that has come out of this. Um, and it's really similar to, to kind of the concept Jamie had that we were forced to change. And because we've spent a year using so much more tech to teach and to learn, we've really maxed out the baseline knowledge of technology for teachers and for students all across the district. Um, teachers have so much more technology capability and proficiency and, and confidence than they did before this. And man, uh, if that's true for teachers, it's it's doubly true for our students. We all of a sudden have kindergartners doing things on computers that we would have, you know, a year and a half ago said, well, my kids can't do this. Right. They certainly can't do that independently. And we get thrust in the situation where we go, that's the only way this is going to work. And by and large, they figured it out. Right. And so we have all of these new skills. Now we're going to be able to take that baseline knowledge forward in a way that, that I think we're not necessarily going to go back to what we had before because we've all grown so much in our use with tech. Yeah, it's so awesome. Yeah, and so teachers and students through all of this, they became proficient in all sorts of apps and websites, things they'd never even heard about before the pandemic. And all of a sudden now, you know, could teach a class on the ins and outs of this tool to be able to teach and learn. So I, I think that is all fantastic stuff. 
And not only did we develop new awareness of some of the apps and the websites that are out there, I think teachers this year really discovered new ways to use the tech and to, to integrate it into what they're doing. Um, I, I certainly think that, that we've discovered ways to be able to collaborate with technology that students don't physically ever have to be in the same space for them to still do collaborative work. Right. And that I can come up with a collaborative assignment and push it out without ever physically being in the same space as my students. I think as teachers, we understand now the feedback tools that we have. We no longer have to collect pieces of paper and then write a note at home and pass that out the next day to be able to get feedback into our kids' hands. We can give them real-time feedback while they're working on an assignment before it's even turned in. So um, I, I just think we're going to be able to take a lot of this stuff forward, like back-channel chats and, and things like that. Um, I think those have all been a huge boon for us. So I would say tech, as much as it uh, is frustrating when it's down, we've learned this year that it provides us so much opportunity as educators that it, it's truly a game changer for us. Yeah. Well, it's like it's second nature. And, and for us as a um, instructional tech department to have somehow artificially or willed tech to be second nature for teachers and kids, that would have taken years, yeah. years. I don't know if we could ever, ever have gotten there. Not to the point that we had to, you know, for the pandemic. I think you're right that, um, yeah, there always would have been some pushback and there just wasn't an opportunity for that. So everybody kind of moved forward. And I kind of was thinking, Caleb, <clears throat> excuse me, when you were talking, it was also teachers being innovative, mm. right? And we use that word a lot in our department. Um, but I think back to how people were trying to figure out how to use their cell phone as a dock camera, how to meet with kids in, um, you know, like breakout rooms. And I mean, how to make all of this work. That wasn't taught in teacher school. I mean, I know we've right. said yeah. that before, exactly. too. But, you know, it was all of these things that people were going on social media to see what other people were doing. And pe I mean, it was it was so much thinking outside the box because nobody knew what was going on or how to do it. So um, I just think that's a really cool part of our job that we get to see so much of that. Um, and it kind of goes along with my rose and thorn as well. So... Um, part of the kind of negative piece, I think, was having everybody at home, right? I know even in my own household, we had a college student. I was working from home, my husband working from home. So trying to find a quiet space, even though we were all, um, well, I guess I should say we were all independent, but for the most part, <laughs> my husband may have had, a, I won't share that. Never mind. <laughs> tech problems I had to help with. But um, anyways, so... The um, even with the ability that we had in our household, that was tough. Trying to find a quiet spot to be on a Zoom, or making sure that we weren't all three on Zoom at the same time, because then none of us had a good connection. You know, just so many things that were so hard, and parents and families going through the same things that we're trying to help multiple students and um, you know work at the same time, or you know, babysitting younger students that aren't even in school and having another student in school, that, it was just crazy. So that I think was a negative, but also a positive where it kind of gave us an opportunity to grow. Um, again, my own daughter came home from college because of it. And so we kind of, I mean, I was excited. It was nice to have her back home, you know. And so we spent a lot more time together than I anticipated we would have at this point in our lives. So I think that that's definitely a positive, not to say that relationships necessarily changed, but I think that they did grow. And so I think that that's um, a good thing and, and hopefully another thing that we can take moving forward from this whole experience. Um, with that, I will also say that a little bonus I'm gonna throw out there for you. Um, 
because we were home so much and together all of the time, my household was making a lot of our own food and baking, and my daughter became a pro at making her own bagels, which yum, bagels? delicious bagels. Mm. Yeah, so good. But um, those go right to the thighs, right? So <laughs> holy moly, good thing nobody could see what was you know the bottom half because that's where the pajama pants and comfy clothes came in. So I don't know, is that a rose or a thorn? I'm not exactly sure. Um, it was good while it lasted, but man, coming back here, it was hard. It was tough. It was hard to fit yeah. into our clothes again. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a rough part. I, I will even say putting on shoes was a mm-hmm. little bit tough at first. You know, I was so used to being in my cozy socks or slippers even or no shoes yeah. at all. And, you know, Jamie makes us wear shoes here. It's so <laughs> weird. So, um you know, definitely still working on getting rid of those pandemic pounds, as I've heard them referred to. And uh, these chips and salsa are probably not helping. Them, no, so. definitely no. not helping. <laughs> My husband called them um, his COVID-19. Right, right. I like that. And Times two. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> are we capping that at 19? Yes. Can you please just tell like, my body? I am 39 years old. Right. I cap your age, cap your weight. Right. Yep. Okay, good. I want to add to what you were saying. We grew in a lot of different ways, but I also think our patience grew. Right. Because, you know, there were times when, well, pretty much every single day, my dog Michael sat on my lap and I would be in office hours and he would bark or, you know, we saw lots of pets, so lots of children. Um, I would have to get away from my computer to take the dog out because my son was in a class and my daughter was taking a test and I was the only one really free at that moment. (laughs) And everyone on the other end just waited, Yep. you know, and and that was really nice um, when it was someone else who was having issues with technology or sounds in the background. The other people on the call or the class waited patiently because... We all know that that's happening to everyone. Right, so, right. That's a good point. I like that. You know what just dawned on me is that um, when when we returned, like all of us back together, it's almost like we didn't skip a beat. Yeah, and and, yeah. and I feel we were so excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I feel like that, like even like today, we're stronger as a group together because we made it together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. That that's a positive for me. Yep. Is and, and I wonder if that's gonna be like the same for an actual school site and, and then actual kids. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like when they return with their friends in person, is it gonna be the same? Like yeah. they never missed a beat or is it gonna be permanently different at a school site? You know, I like not being at a school site right now and getting to see that dynamic. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see like what are permanent changes just socially? Um, it's been good for us, you know. Like we've missed each other. We're back together. We didn't skip a beat, and we're, you know, we're just ch- chugging along. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that will be interesting, and you know, that kind of makes me think. What do you think it's going to be like? You know, what's going to happen in our schools and in our classrooms? Um, will teaching and learning go back to the way it was before the pandemic, or do you think it's going to stay the same? Or Kind of a mix of both. What do you think? Anybody? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know what I hope. You know, okay. I, I hope that I, I I don't know exactly what it will look like, but I hope that teachers will mostly in a confidence way have confidence that um, that they can use tech, right? You know, for for learning 
And and also, we talk about this a lot in our department. Is we we really don't want tech to be looked at as an event, right? Or or like we're going to tech today. Yeah. We want it to like like we were saying with Caleb. We want it to be more of a second nature mm-hmm. kind of thing, just like a pencil. Yeah, and <laughs> and you know we talk about well, what does that look like? You know, how do we how do you like quantify that or 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 take a picture of that? And right. we don't. I don't know if we know what that looks like yet. Well, we know when we see it, right? Right. So right. I think that's sort of my personal hope is that you know it starts becoming second nature. I'd like to add an, an example that came to mind when you were speaking, Jamie. I was working with a sixth grade teacher over at Clement with her avid kids, and they were working on a ArcGIS project. Ooh, tell us who. Will you share the name? Sure. A little shout out. Shout out to Lupita Swiderski. Lupita, shout Lupita. out. <laughs> and her kids have been working on this project all year long, and she reached out to me. Like, I had gone to the class virtually to teach periodically throughout the year. So I knew her students, and one student was working on a separate project that still involved ArcGIS. And on a day that I was not expected to be in there teaching virtually, she sent me um, uh, an email saying, can you help us? Yeah. You know, and I there was not time for me to drive over there, but there was time for me to open up a meet and I hopped in and was able to clarify something for the whole class. And then she put me in a breakout room with two students awesome. because they were working on an extra project. And the class didn't need to hear this, but right. only those two students needed clarification and help with this. And that's how I, that's one example of how we can use tech to further support students and, and teachers in classrooms. Right, right. I think, and that's a perfect example. I think for me, I, fr- I frequently go to how some of these things did work really well during the pandemic. You know, like that's a perfect example of how a breakout room, that's exactly what you want to do. That class doesn't have to be disrupted by anything else. You know, you're just moving right along. Um, my mind always goes to elementary stuff. And so I think about parent conference, parent-teacher conferences and how nice I'm sure it was for so many parents to be able to get into a meet for a 20-minute session and do a parent-teacher conference um, from work, their lunch break, their, you know, whatever, their car. I mean, it's just unbelievable to think how easy that would be compared to having to ask for the afternoon off, drive to the location, you know, and then get back to work if you have to or whatever. Um, I don't know. That seems like something I'd like to see continue on even after we're all back face to face, you know, give parents that opportunity if that makes them, I mean, truly the goal is just to communicate with them. So if that makes it easier for them, why would you not make that a possibility? So I I think that a lot of those things that we've learned are, um, I'm hopeful that we see them continue on. Yeah. (laughs) For me, I don't, in education, we don't go backwards. We're always moving forward. And I I think the kind of people that are attracted to this profession are trying to um, make a difference in the world and and to positively impact people's lives. I think once you've seen the value and the benefit of some of the tools and some of the practices that we've used this year, it's hard to imagine the pre-pandemic world, the way that we may be taught in the classroom. It's hard to imagine going strictly back to that 
and not using some of the the positives that Jen was mentioning and Nicole was mentioning. And I think for myself, I just look at, you know, the world in general. Do we think that the world will go back to pre-pandemic norms out of this? I, there's no way. We, I don't think so. We're already seeing that play out um, socially. We're seeing that play out professionally. There are, you know, every Fortune 500 company has been transformed by the pandemic. They won't go back to doing work exactly the same way right. before the pandemic. Will they, you know, will they incorporate some of the things that we've been missing for the last year and a half? Yeah, absolutely. And I think as teachers, we've all been missing that in-class, in-person mm-hmm. interaction, the like live, we're physically here sharing this space. We're all missing that. But are there some things that we've picked up during this pandemic um, that we can incorporate and kind of blend into that environment? Absolutely. The world's going to do that. Um, if you look at, you know, like the dining industry and all of that, yeah. when when you couldn't go to a restaurant anymore, did all of the restaurants in the world close? No, they started doing um, delivery, DoorDash, and, yep. and all of this yep. other stuff. So smart. After the pandemic, are we going to eliminate all of that? No. Because there are some people that figured out, you know what, I really like takeout food from a restaurant. <laughs> I, I want somebody else to cook dinner tonight. I don't want to go sit in a right, restaurant to right. do it. I want somebody to bring it to my house. So there will be people that keep that. There will be people that miss the indoor dining experience. And I hope we as educators will do the same thing and understand there are some things during this pandemic that really worked for a lot of our kids. A lot of our kids were more successful um, through some of these techniques and these new practices. And then a lot of our kids were, were not as successful. And so what, what we should do, my opinion, what we should do coming back into the classrooms is incorporate all those things together. Well, let's just do like a quick social poll on um, the whole online thing. So if you're driving in your car, for those of you guys who like the idea of meeting, you know, on a Zoom or a meet and find value in like a quick meet that way, tap on your brakes gently twice. <laughs> if you never, ever, for the rest of your life, ever want to go on a Zoom or meet, lay on your horn for 10 seconds, <laughs> wherever you are right now. Ready, set, go. <laughs> Okay, maybe not a good idea. Yeah. No, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. What about I was tapping bra- my brakes. Could you see? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All across Redlands, horns are yes. just like being blown. Worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Worldwide. In yes. <laughs> yes. New Zealand and, yeah. and Sweden. <laughs> Peru. And Peru, they're just like laying on their horns. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> we know you're listening. What do you, So, Jamie, what do you do if you're listening to this and you're gardening right now or you're doing work around the house? The oh. house. You don't have brakes or horn. What, what's your substitute for them? Beep, beep. Just, just start Scream? stomping. Just, start just stomp <laughs> it out. And Stomping and screaming. Stomp on the zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking outside and you see someone in their yard stomping right, or screaming, right. you know then why. They're listening no to the podcast. No more zooms. And if you see or hear a neighbor freaking out right now, no worries. They're just <laughs> listeners to Tips and Salsa. Yeah. <laughs> One of our million. That's right. We see. Our million subscribers. Well, well this is. We're wrapping up season four. No, season like, three. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. season three. We'll be, okay, so I'm we all will excited be back, for though. season four. We'll be we're back. planning it. So we're wrapping up season three. Yes. So if yes. you're just hearing us now for this one, yeah. please go Get back and watch us from the beginning. Watch? Listen. <laughs> listen. Listen to us from the beginning. <laughs> it is not streamed live. Oh, well, thinking ahead to season four and next year. Yeah. And all that there is to all come. All the goodness. Right. Topic that's on everybody's mind at this what point. What do we do? Where do we go from here, guys? What's what's the next 
year look like for us? Well, so one of the things I want to plug today is a project that Nicole and I are going to be working on next year. And we're going to be launching, um, I think we've affectionately called it the post-pandemic playbook cohort. Yeah, say that three times. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, this is going to be a cohort for teachers that basically have gotten to this point and are kind of where we are right now. Okay. I made it through this. Uh, This was traumatic, but it was also, there were, it was filled with silver linings. Yep. Where do I go from here? What does my classroom look like next year? How do I use instructional time? I, I know that I did some things this year between synchronous and asynchronous, and I saw value in that. What does that look like once we're physically back in the classroom? What does my homework look like next yeah. year? Um, am I doing whole group instruction all the time in my class, or am I breaking things up? Do I have some small groups of students working on different activities at different times? So if you find yourself asking those questions right now, um, and if you find yourself kind of at a crossroads and go, man, I would really love some other people to bounce ideas off of. I'd love to share what I've learned. I'd love to pick up some ideas. I'd love to collaborate and plan and, and kind of figure this whole thing out together. Yep. Then I think this group is definitely going to be for you. And Nicole and I would love for you to come check it out and 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 join us and participate in the next Absolutely. year. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to finding um, a little bit from pre-pandemic and a little bit from pandemic and then turning it into this post-pandemic. So kind of a little bit of everything that worked during those times and blending it together to make the perfect recipe. You know, it's it's kind of our opportunity to really move forward with those things and change what needed to be changed, but then also add a few things. Yeah, so absolutely. It'll be exciting. Yeah, there's a ton worth keeping and there's a ton worth incorporating That's into right. what we've That's done. That's right. That's so, right. So, Nicole, if somebody wanted to join this, um, what link could they go to right now to get a little bit more information and submit our interest form? Well, funny you should ask. We just happen to have a bit.ly. So you're <laughs> going to go to bit.ly and then it is forward slash PPP, all capitals, and then a capital C with the word cohort spelled out. So it would be capital P, capital P, capital P, capital C, O-H-O-R-T. Um, that will get you to our flyer. And then on there, there's more information that you can click on a link to get a little bit more from us. And also a form that you can fill out to let us know that you're interested. Um, we'll be working over this, working on this over the next couple of months to put together groups. We want them to be with um, teachers that are in your same um, grade level or um, subject, subject area. area. Yeah. Thank you, Caleb. This is why we have to work together. <laughs> Half a brain, um, each one of us. Yes, so and that we can duo. kind of we can kind of um, group you together that way, and it won't be a mix of all different grade yep. levels. So, um, yeah, let us know if you're interested. Definitely, um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I feel like we should change the. Um, the um, PPP acronym to PPE. So can we change the name? What's the E stand for? I don't know, but PPE. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A little slow on the uptake on that one. Let's see. <laughs> No, we're keeping the be? name. We like it. All right, all right. Hey, so uh, everybody, the interest form is open right now. So yes. if you want to head to that link, check out our flyer. You can submit your interest form. Like Nicole said, we're trying to put these groups together now and at least kind of get a rough idea of who's interested for next year. So we would love for you to, to go check it out uh, right now, right once this podcast is over. Um, and Jen, I know that you are putting together a group for teachers for next year, too. Would you mind telling us a little bit about it? I would love to. And the name of my group is affectionately called ArcGIS PLN because I am not. Sounded like you were going to talk about a band. (laughs) The The name of my group. (laughs) I'm just not as crafty with the words as my (laughs) colleagues are. But yes, um, 
shortly before the pandemic, Esri gave Redlands teachers and students ArcGIS accounts. And it comes with a waffle of apps. And there's so much to uncover in this account that it takes a PLN Mm -hmm. to uncover it. So um, the overarching goal of the PLN is for teachers to identify areas within their curriculum that would be enhanced by um, ArcGIS and Esri's resources and applications. And there's a lot to choose from. We have maps. Um, You can have, there are pre-made lessons that you can use and adapt. And there are a lot of apps that you can use to create content to deliver lessons or that students can use to respond to a curriculum. So if you are interested in finding out how to incorporate maps and the ArcGIS technology, please, please join the PLN. So Jen, do you have a, uh, a link for your ArcGIS PLN? I sure do. <laughs> Here it is. bit.ly forward slash capital A lowercase rc and then the rest of this is going to be upper case gis pln very good thank you um jen you i think coined a new phrase that i had never heard of before today i you know i'm i'm a huge fan of nouns of assemblage are you familiar with that so things like a herd of buffalo uh one of my favorites is a murder of crows which is just so wow i don't think i knew that one and and one i had never heard before is a waffle of apps (laughs) i didn't know that that's what the collection of apps was so it is it's a now thing it's a thing yeah yes do you have one app Two apps? No, it's a waffle. a waffle. A waffle, <laughs> a waffle of, of apps. Of apps. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> mm, I'm hungry now. Next year, maybe it could be waffles and salsa. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, I've heard of chicken and waffles. That's good. Chicken I haven't waffles. had waffles and, a- and salsa yet. <laughs> <laughs> waffles and salsa. <laughs> so salsa on top instead of syrup. <laughs> no. Maybe a little sweet. No, <laughs> I'm out. Savory and salty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie does just mix everything together. Sure does. Puts it on his plate. So, all right. Well, we will have all of our links, I'm assuming, right? Somebody help me out yeah, here. Yeah, we'll, we'll drop them in the show our... notes. So okay. if you know how to get to the show notes on your, your podcatcher app, whatever app you're using for this, you'll be able to find the links there. Or you can follow our uh, dictated links in the audio <laughs> portion as well. Can I add one more thing? Um, Going back to um, the ArcGIS PLN, I, I do want to say that we have um, a connection with Esri. So there will be um, a person who, Kylie Donia, she is their education specialist, and she will be helping me with this project. Um, nice. So it's, it's really nice to build that partnership mm-hmm. and to have a go-to person that if I can't answer the question she'll be able to answer it because she worked on the collector app. Those of you who are familiar with ArcGIS know what that is. Um, but she's worked with the company and have, has developed some of the apps. And so, like, fabulous resource nice, right, yeah. right here. And her job is to help schools get ArcGIS up and running. And she's a Redlands parent and a, a employee at Esri and will help us. You That's know, awesome. Grow with the program she's as so well. Close and invested in our district. I'm very as excited well, to help. So. Hey, so um, Jen, do you have a oh, special yes. game for us today? I do. 
this was interesting because usually we have a guest and you do 60 seconds in the hot seat. And I was trying to find a game that we could play. And the first thing I found was Danger Word, which if you... <laughs> Waffle. Say, <laughs> so if that was the danger word, then salsa and chips would be thrown at right. Jamie, if you've ever watched this on the Ellen Show. And um, even though I thought it would be kind of fun, it was nicked. So I can understand why. We don't want to have to clean up. <laughs> when you got it wrong, they like threw something at you or yeah, something. Yeah, pudding. Yeah. So. Lots of flour, flour dust. What was dust, that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparkles. You know, so you walked away. <laughs> Wait, so you guys are going to throw stuff at me if I get a wrong answer? Well, even if Or they, a right answer. Oh, maybe. We'll just, or <laughs> each other. We can throw stuff at each other. We could. Or just Jen. Yeah. <laughs> well, or just Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's more of a would you rather. Okay. So uh, a lot less tame. Wait. A lot less. A lot more tame? A lot more, more tame. tame. Yeah. Thank you. I was yeah. thinking a lot less bad, crazy. bad, <laughs> <laughs> messy, messy, crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot less messy was the word I was searching for. Um, all right, let's start off with something easy. Would you rather be a famous director or a famous actor? <sighs> Pass. Uh, passing in oh, wait, okay. would you uh, rather uh, 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 do we all get the same question? director yes, you director they go around do you explain why or you just give an answer i would if you want to follow it with why i am all ears okay uh, i would rather be a director i like behind the scenes work yeah me too i thought you were gonna say you wanted to be in charge um i would <laughs> like to be the actor dang it got cold in here oh Nicole. i think it'd be really fun to be the actor do different, be a different personality. Absolutely. You know what? Yeah. We know each other so well, we could probably predict what the other one right. is. <laughs> well, this was really hard. I would predict a director and actress. <laughs> okay, sure. then what would I pick? Uh, director. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You, you don't want to be in front of a no, camera. No, I can't camera. remember lines. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <save> my life. <laughs> As she's looking at her paper right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a large It's all print. scripted, yeah. <laughs> Even the jokes. <laughs> and Caleb, um, if you're still chilly, there's a heater by my desk. <laughs> by the Afghan. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> kid, yes, that is correct. Um, okay. Would you rather get one free round-trip international plane ticket every year or be able to fly domestic anytime for free? I'm going international. International. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That would be awesome. Okay. Where do I sign up for that one? Yeah, who, yeah. Who's sponsoring <laughs> yeah, this Yeah, you just got our hopes up. Thanks yeah. a lot. <laughs> Jamie is sponsoring this. Oh, nice. Yay. If, okay. if you're listening and you have a hookup with the airlines, <laughs> yeah. please reach know. out. Yeah. Okay. If you're one of our million listeners, mm -hmm. it's one in a million. <laughs> right. One in a million. <laughs> okay. So this is the one that I thought I knew what people would say. Okay. Okay. Um, would you rather have everything in your house perfectly organized by a professional or have a professional event company throw the best party you've ever been to in your honor? Oh, probably have my house organized. Okay. I would rather have a professional event person put together the party of a lifetime. Giant party. I think I would like to have my house organized. I did you get them right? One for three. Oh, yeah. So I, I predicted that you would, you know, have the have party. A party. I thought everyone would oh. because, like, you guys 
clean the office all the time. <laughs> okay. Say, Listeners, I, they picked out the decor. Um, you can walk in and you'll know exactly where my desk is in comparison to my coworkers. Um, and so I would pick the perfectly organized home because that's what I need. I need someone to do that for me because then I can follow their yeah. They're what they've Set done. Yeah, yeah, their structure already. I can follow it, but I just can't create it myself. And I also thought you would go for the party as well. Well, I can throw a pretty good party. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. no, I don't God. need somebody to do that. So that's what I was thinking yeah. too. Like I can already organize yeah. my house. My yeah. house is already done. Yeah. 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 All right. So should we do one more? Sure. Yeah, let's do one more. Yeah, more. It's okay. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here this is a good one to end on, I think. I don't know. Um, would you rather give up bathing for a month or Give up the internet for a month. Internet. I give up the internet. <laughs> I wish we were live streaming. This? So oh, wow. It's even Nicole's face right now. Possible yeah. choice. Mouth wide open. <laughs> like, her. Mind's blown. Okay, hang I, on, hang on. I reject the premise. <laughs> <laughs> like there's this short circuit. I don't, I don't think I could do either. either one. I couldn't do it. I don't I know give if I could. Up, you couldn't give the, up the internet for a month? No. no, I don't think so. Yeah. I would give up bathing. You would? I'd live on the beach. Instead of giving up the internet? Survivor, you know? Survivor. Define. Oh, they don't have internet either. That's true. Survivor, but with internet. Define bathing. Can what? I grab a bar of soap and hop in my pool? Because... <laughs> I'm no. going to say yes. I, I need a workaround for this. I'm yeah. going to have to hack it. No workaround. <laughs> Grub. Well, all right. No water. No oh, water. You gosh. can only drink it. Ugh. Then I would force myself to give up the internet, would, but it would be really hard. Uh, yeah. It would be really hard. No water, no soap, no nothing, no shampoo. Ugh. What? Those yeah. are Jamie's requirements. <laughs> Just to let you know. Lupa. My requirements were live by the beach. <laughs> no, no, no rubber ducky. You got to build your own log cabin. <laughs> Man, give me a month with nothing. Rice. I'll run to the hills. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that, that's a hard one. That's really hard. Did you have any predictions on what we would pick? For I, that one? I did not. Oh, okay. No, that was, okay. I wasn't sure. I'm pretty sure I would have thought that Jamie would give up the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he likes the internet. I barely know how to use his phone. He's <laughs> <laughs> not lying. <laughs> it's true. Hey, before we wrap up, I do want to say one more thing. Um, Kimmy Moore, um, our office manager in instructional technology, she was named one of the one of the four classified employees of the year for the enti- entire county of San Bernardino. So awesome! So, Congratulations! So, so proud of Kimmy. It's, yeah. it's so awesome, and and it just it just reminds everybody out there listening that that life didn't stop when the pandemic hit. I mean, there was so much work done by classified employees, um, support personnel like us, um, teachers, um, even even families and spouses and kids and relatives. I mean, how many grandparents were helping grandchildren? Right, right. Life didn't stop. I mean, even though we didn't see each other, there was still so much going on. And um, I just want to say to all of you, what a year. And and I I truly meant it. Um, when when we came back together, we didn't miss a beat. It's just like we just picked up where we left off, and we're and and we're we're stronger together because we made it made it through this together. Yeah. And and um, I just love it. I'm just so thankful to be with all of you. So um, yeah, on that, I'm going to congratulations to Kimmy. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Well deserved. So yes. well deserved. Yes, yes for time. sure. 
Yeah. So that's a wrap, folks, for, I guess, probably the strangest year in <laughs> education that any of us have uh, ever experienced or right. can remember. And all of us have been around for a while. <laughs> hey. So um, we want to thank you all for joining us today. Have a great summer. And maybe next year, we'll see one of you on our award-winning podcast. Um <laughs> Season for season four. four. Season yeah, four. for season yeah, four. Internationally acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> this is RUSD EdTech. Signing off. All right. Well, hello, Redlands teacher. Nope, nope, nope. That's too low energy. <laughs> hello, Redlands. Come on. You got to do it the Jamie style. I've right. got it. Yeah. And speaking of links, Jen, can you do you have a link for your ArcGIS PLM? I sure do. All right. It is also bit.ly forward slash capital A small R C capital G capital I capital S capital P capital N. No. Oh, oh, oh. my gosh. P L. Oh my gosh. Caleb, you're gonna have to like <laughs> Yeah. This is R U S E you may start from the top. You almost made it through the whole. Back to the beginning of the podcast, please. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. Take six. I could do my rose again. It wasn't really good. It was good. What's that? What's that link? Bit dot Big letter, small letter. Big little capital A, lowercase a, teeny. I have a P as well. Then the next thing is a. Squinting emoji, yeah. and after that, a pineapple. <laughs> 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 oh.